This is Sick Bastards Recovery Radio, where we're going to be bringing you a lot about uh, just the recovery from drugs and alcohol and how you can manipulate yourself into thinking that once those things are gone, you can use them in different areas of your life like sex and money and work. And uh, so this first episode, this is my first one, first podcast, and we're just going to see how we run it. I don't have anything written down. We're just going to try her to the best of our ability. Uh, eventually, I would like to be taking on maybe some calls. Uh, we're going to have my uh, my buddy Scott in here a couple times a week, maybe just to uh, talk about his experiences and, and we'll banter and, and shit. It is sick bastards, not sick bastards, so it is a plural. We want to have other people on this on this show and talk about the fucked up shit that that happened to us in our fucked up lives all right so let's get her started so it's it's saturday july 15th 10 in the morning there is an na meeting about to happen at 10 30 but uh, because of my addiction i had a relapse recently and lost my license so i'm kind of house ridden unless people come and grab me and, and do all that kind of stuff fucked up so anyway uh, I spend most of my time either at work or in my basement uh, studying up on on addiction and and what it's done to me how how it affects other people you know relationship wise uh, I don't just mean sexually but you know like when you are when you're involved in addiction when you're so deep down into it you know it, it really affects different different levels of people that surround you uh, the negativity really brings people down. They start pushing you away. So, you know, finally, for once in my life, I have a good support network. And, uh, you know, I'm very active on social media. And I've been finding new ways to get my voice out there on on how to ex- express my my desire to want to help. You know, so this is one of the outlets that I have found. And I can't wait to to talk more about what I know. So we're not going to touch too much on uh, really what got me into recovery. Uh, mostly, you know, like it, it all started off like everybody else. You know, you smoke some pot, uh, you drink some beer, uh, a Friday night party turns into a Saturday night party, and then all of a sudden it's a Sunday night party, a Monday night party, a Tuesday night party, Wednesday, and then next thing you know, you are in jail. Uh, you're living on the streets. I mean, this doesn't happen to everybody. But some of us just have a real shit show to deal with in our lives. So we're the ones that need to look at this a little bit more effectively and utilize some of the support networks that are out there for us. Uh, You know, like addictions uh, services, uh, NA programs, AA programs. Um, uh, There's there's many facets of life out there that that can prop up a recovering addict and and put them into the mainstream um, uh, way of life back. Uh, working and providing for families and you know just giving them a a positive outlook on on some of their stresses instead of just you know not wanting to deal with emotion and and tying into a bottle or into a needle Uh, so you know like my my drug of choice really is alcohol uh, but I am a member of Narcotics Anonymous because it did not stop at alcohol you know, I love my hallucinogens and I love my speeds and all of a sudden I love needles and then all of a sudden I loved living on the streets. Uh, I had spent some time out in Hastings there, a pretty dark, lonely, uh, decrepit place. And, you know, I'll never forget that smell of urine 
you know, a nice, beautiful July morning, kind of like it is today, that fills the air of Vancouver. And thank God I have a, a nice house to come to and a, and a dog that loves me. And you might hear her running around from time to time. She wants me to throw her ball. So, you know, like, I came into recovery uh, March 14th, 2014. Uh, I haven't stayed clean that long. I had about 30 months and then I relapsed. Now, at the time, you know, I was a sponsor in NA and what a sponsor is, it's kind of like a, a mentor. You take people under your wing and you, you try to show them, you know, how to make proper, proper life choices, uh, get them coming to meetings, get them involved uh, into a, into a positive community that is there to, you know, like I said, help prop you up. And I, I was part of uh, a bunch of committees and, and I was sitting on the, the head of some of these things and and I kind of looked at my life and I said, you know what, maybe I don't need this program anymore, maybe I don't need Narcotics Anonymous, you know, uh, maybe I've got this cased. And I thought to myself, yeah, maybe I do. So I said, fuck it, and I started dropping my sponsees and I started dropping my responsibilities and I started to move on. Uh, you know, I had a house and I had a fiance and uh, we were, you know, we were planning to get married here soon and uh, my job wasn't going the way that I wanted it to, but I was making a lot of money and you're going to get that a lot in recovery is that you might find a job that gets you a lot of cash, but you won't be happy. And I uh, stress this right now, you need to be happy in your life as a recovering addict. Money cannot drive you. Uh, it will only make you worse. So... I wasn't doing what I loved and, and I, you know, I had thought I was in love with this woman and, and really I don't think I was. And I had the white picket fence whole dream thing. And I got complacent and I let it all slide and, you know, in 917 days that I had been clean and sober, in 87 days I racked up two felony charges, uh, spent a few nights in jail. Uh, she left me and... I had to start all over again. I'm also, like I said before, missing my license. So, I'm, yeah, fucked. Anyway, so let's get down to brass tacks here. What got me back into the rooms, what got me into the rooms in the first place, and by the rooms I mean the NA program, uh, was I used to use it with uh, a guy who is my sponsor now, and I watched, he was bad. He, he was pretty bad. And I watched him get healthy, right? So I asked him if he would be my sponsor when I was in my third rehab. And he said yes. Which is is great. And he got me doing the steps. And, and we're going to go over what the steps are here right away. And how you can become reanimated back into your life after putting a plug in the jug and in the pin. And it all starts off with just taking you know, a good hard look at your life. No matter where you are in it, uh, you, you don't have to be on drugs uh, or alcohol to understand that there just may not be things in your life that are going well. And what I mean by that is things that you are not controlling, that your life has become a little unmanageable in some of these circumstances and you think you could do a lot better in them but you have no grasp, no control over that specific situation. And... Uh, what I'm about to tell you is going to fuck you up a little bit, but you have no control over anybody at any time for anything ever. 
so you know once you kind of nip that in the butt this is this is where you begin um, a new process of healing you know so when I had asked my sponsor to be my sponsor I had just come off the streets and I was using needles and I took a look at my life and I realized that uh, everything that I had done up to that point was just kind of uh, like a failure but failing is just another way of making your way to success so I had to fall so many fucking times before I could get to that place in my life where I was like okay well I had tried every single which way none of the ways were working and you know finally someone had offered me this this new route and I was like you know what I'm so broken so deep down inside hurt and uh, I had nothing absolutely fucking nothing that I was willing to do whatever it took to get me out of this slump that I was in I what almost 20 years of using and abusing drugs and people and myself to the point where I you know, I was broken so he offers me the new way and I go okay let's fucking do this I just you know no fucking Jesus I don't I don't want anything to do with Jesus and he goes don't worry about that right now so we get into the meetings and he introduces me to a whole bunch of people and we I start building this community of, of people that are just like me you know they've seen the depths of hell and and then they're they're tearing their way back up you know scratching their fingernails right off on the side of the wall to get to that lightness because you know no one wants to be kicked down for too long they everybody needs to be propped back up so he introduced me to the thing and you know I'd been in the AA program and the NA program and I had heard about steps but I'd never done any of them and I really didn't know what they were and he introduced me to them my sponsor and uh, the very first step and we're not gonna handle really any of this stuff this episode this I'm going to mention what the first step is and then we're gonna cut this one off here and we're gonna get ready to go on throughout the day because it's so fucking beautiful outside. I kinda wanna go to the beach, but uh, the first step in NA is we admitted that we were powerless over our addiction, that our lives had become unmanageable. And like I was saying about the control, we have no control. Well, it's not just over people, places, and things, it's actually over your own mind. And when you use drugs and alcohol, what it does is it it fucks up your prefrontal cortex, which is your reasoning and your logic and, and, and the thought of consequence. Well, it shuts that little fucker off and it turns on your limbic system, which runs your emotion and your need for gratification. So, you know, you're powerless over drugs and alcohol so much that it it contorts your brain into a way to thinking that this feels so good fuck everything else so it's 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 even very scientific so um and then the unmanageable part is you can look at it you know very simply and just go you skipped work because you were hung over uh you canceled on your wife or your husband on a date because you weren't feeling up to going or you were too high you know it's it's little things like that that you know you can get a lot more deeper into it but that's pretty much the basis of it um but that is my first podcast uh a nice little tester and we'll just see how it does i'll probably get like three listeners and one of them's me and one of them will be my roommate and then some fucking random hey fucking random how you doing uh anyway this was sick bastards radio and we will be back again shortly 
Thank you for listening.